everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 348th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we're going to head out to the tower, we're going to boost that signal, and relay all the latest news and community topics in the Jurassic Wire. Now, if this is your first time listening to the Jurassic Wire, myself and Aaron Beyer tackle some of the most recent news and rumors surrounding the Jurassic franchise and other random topics and tangents. Uh, So we, of course, hope you like everything that we feature in the latest iteration of the Jurassic Wire. All debates and conversations in this segment are completely our own thoughts and opinions from things that we've seen in the news and around the community. Stay tuned to the beginning of the segment to hear everything that we're going to be discussing. But before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. Uh, Really, we're just going to head over to our YouTube channel because that's where we've been doing most of our work. Uh, I know this episode is a little late coming out this week, so sorry about that. But uh, over on YouTube, we've been doing a lot of work. we got our live streams going every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please go check those out. We've been covering Beyond the Gates. We've been covering... Uh, editing the podcast, we've been covering Lego sets, all kinds of really great stuff that's been going on out there um, in the collecting world and otherwise. But uh, we also did a handful of unboxing videos recently. I was sent over some of the Jurassic Park 30th anniversary captive slime eggs. So myself and my son uh, unboxed those. That was really awesome. So thank you to Playwise Partners and uh, Toy Monster International for sending those over to us. I also had the chance to unbox the soaps from Dr. Squatch, which was really awesome. So thank you to Dr. Squatch for sending those our way. Uh, There were two really, really awesome soaps in there for Jurassic Park. Smell great. Can't wait to start using them. Um, And we have a handful of toy hunts and merchandise hunts over at Target and Walmart and whatnot. So please definitely go check out all of those videos over on our YouTube channel. But that is all I have for you this uh, for this intro here. So without further ado, why don't we go ahead and get things kicked off with another iteration of the Jurassic Wire. The debate over Isla Nublar rages on. They're taking no chances of repeat of the San Diego incident. I'm talking about man-made cataclysmic change. The U.S. Senate has convened a special committee to answer a grave moral question. Roger that. Air 1, clear for takeoff. Begin tracking. Copy that. Go, go! Tracking on 
Welcome, everybody, to the Jurassic Wire. I am Brad Joes, the Mike co-anchor for this program is, of course, Aaron Beyer. And as always, the Jurassic Wire is the segment here on the Jurassic Park podcast where we discuss all the latest news on the Jurassic Saga and the latest conversations uh, in the Jurassic community. Today, we're going to be discussing those JP30 Lego sets. We're going to talk about some Mattel creation stuff going on. Uh, we're, we've got a community spotlight to get into. It's been a while, I feel like, since we did one of those. Uh, I want to talk about Jurassic Switching Studio. Uh, breaking news no not really um and i want to talk about a little bit about jurassic gaming um and if we have time i don't know that we will uh but we had some fun doing the chat gpt stuff so we might might dive into that stay tuned i'm not really sure yet but uh before all that let's welcome in aaron how you doing dude you doing good uh, i'm good it depends on if i crash and burn this is <laughs> this is the this is the wire uh covid isolation edition uh, uh, i after how many years of this, I finally got it. I have not had it yet. Oh my gosh, and not at all. Wow. No, this is my first time. I'm on day three. Uh, I'm... Uh, what's, what's like the opposite of... I'm like high on medication right now. So <laughs> we'll see how long this lasts. It, it's like... It's like injecting me with all kinds... He's got to go live. He's got to go live. Fill him up. Pump him yeah. up. Yeah, I was like, you better get on those meds, dude. We need to talk Jurassic right now. <laughs> Which is funny because it was totally opposite. You were like, no, dude, we'll just, dude, we'll the just show. take I'm a like, break, no, man. The, sh the show must go on. I'm totally good. I'm totally wired. I was well, snoring on the couch about 15 minutes before this. I, like, I am ready, put the nasal, I put the nasal spray in right before. My sinuses are Ooh, freaking you, clear. You do sound good, and I'm ready to hear what those Jurassic opinions are going to be like, you know, now that you've got that medicine kicking in. So it's yeah, going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. But uh, this might just be a this might be a, just a blackout episode. I might not remember. <laughs> well, text me later. What did we record about? I forget completely. Yeah, did I exactly. say anything I shouldn't have? How much did you edit out? Exactly. Um, but we uh, actually, I don't know if anybody caught it or not but we you know we do our live streams every Wednesday night. Aaron was on one of them recently. We talked about I think it was like a month ago and we talked about the Beyond the Gates reveals. So we talked about the yep. uh what what even was it at this point? It feels like it was so long ago. The T-Rex, the like the Red Kenner Rex kind of look, uh that vehicle with a uh I forget it had some vehicle and then there was a Grant figure with a Gallimimus. There was a Ian Malcolm figure with a Dilophosaurus, I think. Um, so there was yeah. a lot of stuff that we talked about. Um, and as of this recording, I think there's another one scheduled for like in like two days or so, but, um, but yeah, I'm ready. I, and I love beyond the gate stuff. So it's, uh, it looks like it's going to be exciting this, uh, this season, I guess, but, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just really curious because I think, I think my takeaway from that last batch of releases was like, kids aren't buying these toys. Because that entire batch was aimed towards fans in their 40s and like what they remember from the back of boxes. Like that was such a, <laughs> it was such a weird assortment of like, hey, we're going to release this car that looks like this never before. Like, like my nephew has no concept for what that Jeep is. Yeah. But like, it's like, yeah. so like, that's, I think that's kind of where I left off on that. I was like, I know this is for me, but why is this not for children it's been interesting I, I i've always wondered that about um you know really any of the the focused on jurassic park stuff that they release in target you know i've always wondered that like who is it 
who is it aimed for? It's not. It doesn't seem to be for kids. Um, and especially with the Hammond collection stuff, I'm like, who, you know, outside of just us collectors, like, are there other people out there getting getting these items? Um, I know I went to a birthday party once for one of my uh, my kids' friends, and uh, somebody got them a Hammond collection figure. I was like, whoa, uh, that's okay. This five year old's getting a Hammond collection. That's awesome. But like, they're not really like play worthy toys, but. You know, and a lot of them are focused on movies that they may not know. So it's really interesting uh, to see who these are are made for. But uh, I, I I'm glad I'm glad they're here because I I like them and I I uh, I think they're made for me and and you and the collectors out there and the people who had these thirty years ago. I will come back to thirty year old toys when we get to. No, you know what? We're talking about 30-year-old toys. Let's let's talk about let's it. Let's so talk like, about 30-year-old toys. I was looking for something. My, oh, my nephews are into G.I. Joe. Okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, finally, my nephews are like into something that I understand. Like, I always said I would get them Jurassic Park things until they got old enough to like make their own decisions. And here it is, Brad. They've made decisions. They like G.I. <laughs> Joe. So okay. I was like, I think I have, I was like, I think I have like, so I think I have something. So like I went digging through and I found my second collection of Kenner stuff, which my second collection is basically like I was living in California. I wanted Jurassic Park stuff for my desk and it was literally cheaper to buy off eBay than it was to like have my collection shipped to California for my parents' yeah. house. And dude, there is such good stuff. And I don't like, I don't even know if you can see, but like on my shelf, behind me i have like even like some in the box like series two vehicles and stuff um and i found like i found that purple ellie like i've got her like sealed in the box and that actually got me to like go on ebay to be like yeah like i wonder if i could get purple ellie with her little ankylosaur which it wasn't an ankylosaur it was something else but it was like a little purple ankylosaur and a purple ellie with like an orange grapple hook dude I think Mattel stuff has brought the price down of Kenner. Hmm. Like for a while during the the last of the Hasbro days, the Kenner stuff was like crazy expensive and you can get on eBay and get like Ellie series two Ellie. Who's fairly, fairly rare. You can get her for like 12 bucks and you, I didn't find a complete, I didn't find a complete set. Yeah. It wasn't like $50. But I found like piecemeal and I could probably get the whole Ellie set for like $20. Like if I piecemealed it out. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. Like it being 30 years old, like the the prices are still relatively affordable if you wanted to even go that route as well. So yeah, that was cool. I like, I like that. It's like, um, it's kind of like the multiverse of, uh, of Jurassic toys. It's like, you know, these things. But they're slightly different than when you may have had them thirty years ago, you know, like that, or 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 they maybe didn't even ever come out, and and now they're coming out. It's like it's kind of cool to see these things that are familiar, but new or different, you know, like the yeah. Uh, when obviously we're getting like Lost World inspired stuff too, but like you know that that uh, wing the whatever the 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 glider pack, you know that uh, it's familiar, but definitely maybe not as cool as the uh definitely not as cool as the 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 lost world one from uh 1997 but 
Um, but it's cool. I like seeing this alternate version, alternate reality uh, Kenner toys. <laughs> well, and they're doing what I loved about Kenner, which was give these people Saturday morning cartoon mm. level like weapons and yeah. ve like vehicles and stuff. Like it's just, it's fun, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about old toys. Let's talk about new toys, I guess. All right, let's talk about new toys. So uh, first on the list is uh, these new Lego sets that uh, popped up just recently. And uh, I want to get your opinions. I think I talked about them on a live stream recently. We've got this big one here. Um, Visitor Center, T-Rex and Raptor Attack, $129.99. You can pre-order this right now, and it ships out June 1st, 2023. What's your thoughts on this uh, Visitor Center Lego set? 129 for the front of the visitor center facade. <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. Like Well, there's there's uh there is the other side too, but it's, you know, it's very minimal. I think I like these things they're releasing, but I think this one this one's like probably the least exciting one to me because like when you go to lego.com and you look at like the the thing on their front website is like Rivendell right from oh yeah Lord of the rings and it's like this huge massive like place and then you can get like the hogwarts castle again this huge massive now they're like 900 dollars, but there's a full real deal look i, I there, you're just want you just want know. them to say you can choose whether you want to buy this or not we're gonna make it and uh Kinda. it's up to you it's up to you do you want to pay a ton of money or do you want to pay you know which is still a lot of money like 129 dollars like i yeah I still i'm not kind of not shrugging off 129 like yeah thing but like when in in our heads for so many years we've imagined having a visitor center you know it, it it's i think it's great that we're getting this but it's definitely on the the more disappointing end of what it could have been i guess right like it's because it's just like you said it's a facade um and you do like i said you you do have like a few little um like diorama areas you've got like this uh lab scene you've got a, a fossil which is kind of cool um the t-rex fossil um maybe some sort of egg spinner kind of thing and then um i think on the other side is like maybe dining room or something like i don't know uh yeah something like that we got the mural back there which is kind of cool but uh, oh, it's well, certainly is cool. Yeah, it's certainly not the visitor center that, you know, we maybe had hoped for, but it is pretty cool. I think nonetheless, you know, I think it's it's pretty it's fine. It, it's yeah. good for what it is. You know, what I think, you know, what, you know, what has happened is that Lego over the last like 10 years. So, for instance, I have the original Lego Back to the Future DeLorean, and it was probably like 40 bucks at the time and it's like handheld size it's not yeah it was handheld size and it was awesome i loved it it was amazing and then that christmas i walked into target i know and they had a 200 hundred dollar delorean <laughs> and it was so much better it was like, so, so much it's better like, yeah <laughs> it's like for 129 i could appreciate what this is doing but uh -huh. i know that for a thousand dollars they can really do some damage Brad. i would they, never they spend a thousand dollars i would never spend a thousand dollars on a lego like that's that's insane to me yeah but uh yeah i don't know i like these other sets like i kind of dig 
anything that deals with a Jurassic Park car, I'm kind of into. Um, okay. Well, we'll get, we're going to get I, there then. And I know there's a, I know there's a few of those. Yeah. I, I, you know, wrapping up here on the visitor center, I think it looks cool, but, um, and I don't know, we'll see if I decide to go that route because I'm not, I've never been a huge Jurassic, um, Lego collector personally. Um, I, I said this on the live stream. I feel like if you're going to pay for that, like 129, I want something, you know, like, like a millennium Falcon or, or some sort of ship or something like big, you know, like. I don't know. So it's tough right. for me, but uh, how do I get back here? Um, but there are some vehicles like you had mentioned. We've got the Triceratops Research for forty nine ninety nine. It comes with the uh, Explorer, Ford Explorer, which looks pretty cool. Uh, a, a Triceratops, yep. um, Ian and Ellie, a shovel, it looks like, and a pile of uh, dino uh, droppings. Droppings. So... What do you think? Forty nine bucks. Forty nine bucks. You uh, you diving into those dino droppings for that price? I I mean, for the car, yeah. But I think also to realize these dinosaur molds are always expensive. Um, mm -hmm. I think even when like, so I have, the, I have all of the Lego sets from Jurassic World, the first Jurassic World, and okay. I actually I think when that was all said and done, I think that was a great set like that was an amazing cohesive like the indominus rex paddock was a full thing and when it came to like fallen kingdom i remember being really disappointed that like the mansion well one i didn't think they even needed to do the mansion but like when they did <laughs> again it was just a facade it was like okay it was like a mansion but bigger than piece or something bigger than the the visitor center right like i feel like it was um Quite yeah probably what, was it but, was it more expensive but, I, I think it might have been it's maybe, in here but somewhere you talk even to my even to my point like the dinosaurs themselves like even when you got the smaller sets that were fairly expensive you were paying for those dinosaurs you the i know the minifigures are generally expensive and legos are oh, look at that it's terrible and the legos <laughs> in general are kind of expensive it's a lot but like state. the the licensed dinosaurs are always the most expensive part of these sets. Okay, yeah. Well, this. Uh, let me get back to the uh, Triceratops one. Um, I I actually have the T Rex breakout set. That is one that I did get. And um, I'm trying to think, where did I even? I think I found it. I think I bought it on. It's one of these things, like you know, with uh, Beyond the Gates and stuff. Pretty much every time. I, I bought it online and then I found it in stores like shortly after that. And I was like, well, let me cancel the order. Found it in stores. Oh. And I that was so long ago. I have not put it together. It's just sitting there on my floor. Um, the T-Rex breakout set is the T-Rex you build, right? Not the... Yes, it's a T-Rex you build. Mold. So it's not a molded okay. one now. Um, but it, it does come with... I'm trying to look. It looks fairly similar, if not the same. Um, yeah. It's hard. It looks maybe a little different, but uh, it's got the Explorer vehicle. Um, and that's really one of the reasons why I wanted that set was because it looked super cool. Like the T-Rex is fine. I like the park gates or like, you know, the downed gates for the paddock. Um, right. And the pathway that was really cool, but I love the Explorer and I, I think that's a, a cool addition here in this set. Um, you get Ian and Ellie and the Triceratops, you know, would, it, would I have liked the different color Triceratops maybe, but, um, 
but it's a cool little set. I think it's a nice little set. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably um, pick this one up for sure. Yeah, it's it's on the more bearable side. And actually, speaking of that, uh, this one, which I was really, really shocked, is only $20, and this is the Dilophosaurus Ambush set, uh, which comes yeah. with a uh, Jurassic Park Jeep with uh, Dennis Nedry, Dilophosaurus, East Dock sign, and some little plants and stuff. Uh, this is a, a, a fantastic deal. Like, I would 100% yeah pick this up no doubt like 20 bucks that i i thought for sure it would be like at least 35 which it was still mm -hmm. a pickup but like for 20 bucks i'm like that's great that's a great little set um and you get the barbasol can so they got the licensing in there that's really cool to see I, what is this jeep compared to the other one like i get this one has like the hood on it like the top but what's on the front I mean, I'm still picking this up. This is such a minor gripe. What, like, these, what's on the uh, front, like these two these brown panels? bumper things? Yeah. I, I just think it's the uh, just the fenders on the truck. Like, I think that's probably all. Oh, okay. Um, but have we? Ha I forget. Have we had a Jurassic Park Jeep before? No, I mean, I don't remember. And I think that's I think that's what's exciting about this whole set is like the only reference we have for what Jurassic Park Legos look like is the video game. <laughs> hey, wait, this guy looks uh, oddly like Danny Niedermeyer. <laughs> Any, anybody uh, remember uh, the, le the legend of Isla Nublar? Isn't that the where, where he came from? I don't know if you watched that at all, but uh, Dennis Nedry's nephew, spoilers, is uh, in that show. Oh my. oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they go hunting for treasure. Maybe, was that, yeah, that was the legend. I don't know. There's too many names out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun idea. That's the one with the mech suit, which I never got that set, that T-Rex mech, which was also, I think the Explorer. Um, but this is a fun little set. 20 bucks. Can't really beat that. Uh, here's the, yeah, here's the other one that I was talking about the, um, T-Rex breakout set. So it looks maybe a little bit different, uh, but, uh, still pretty cool. I like that um, it's got the smashed the oh, yeah. Explorer too. Yeah, the yeah. Upside Down Explorer. Yeah. Um, another set is right here, and this one is... So this is, what, $39.99? This is what I was imagining for that other price point. I'm surprised this yeah, one's like, not $19.99. This feels way less than the other one. Um, now, this is, uh, I think, for like four, four plus, so this is a kid's edition here, um, but it is the Velociraptor Escape, so it comes with this, like really mini velociraptor paddock kind of thing but do you see do you see what i'm saying for 40 dollars, you're not mm -hmm. paying for that stat you're not paying for the building you're paying for those two three minifigures basically like yeah because what is, what is that what is that building anyway a raptor <laughs> paddock part like one wall of it the corner it's so weird you know now, when it when it comes to kids um lego sets for jurassic they almost always come with one like little tower and it, they always look just like this it's like a very small little layout and it has like one bigger piece on the bottom and then a, a portion up top where the characters can stand almost every time we have like a handful yeah. of them here now for 129 or even like 200 like the delorean i feel like you could actually build a full size raptor paddock mm. that would have been oh my gosh would have that been would have amazing. been so missed out lego you missed out well i mean this one's not for us like this is for the kid sure. range but still um i it's still a little steep for for what you're getting here, which is tiny, tiny little paddock, um, a little ATV, 
you got Muldoon and uh, Ellie, some uh, a chicken or turkey leg or whatever that is. You got a hot dog, a tranquilizer, walkie-talkie. Uh, now, it sounds like I'm listing out a lot of things, but these are all very tiny. Uh, I like this little raptor egg with the eyeball. That's kind of Yeah, cool. I mean, these are like, the things you're listing are like two Legos a piece. <laughs> yeah. so you get a tricky leg that is one lego <laughs> uh the egg is yeah. three lego it's tiny um so yeah it's a very very small set fun little thing for kids for sure um yeah it looks you know my, my kids like would love this cool motion to it yeah yeah but uh so that's that and then there is i think one more set uh new set and that is this one the brachiosaurus discovery for 79.99 um, this one, what? Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty hefty price. I would have thought maybe like, you know, forty nine ninety nine for this one. Um, so it's um, it's a bit steep again. And you're, I think you're on the on the nose there with the uh, the price point because you've got a a fairly big figure here um, with the Brachiosaurus. You have got you got a Brachiosaurus, Alan Grant, Ellie, um, Hammond. You've got a, a, a Jurassic Park Jeep, and you've got a pretty tall tree. Uh, another thing that a lot of Lego sets come with in the kids range, kids kids range is trees. There's always trees. <laughs> Gotta um, have them trees. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, I like this set, but seventy nine dollars. Yeah, and it's a decent Yikes. sized little brachiosaurus there, right? Like it's pretty, it's pretty good yeah. size. Um, that tree is bigger than anything. It's you know, it's a bit excessive, but I get it. You know, you, you want the brachiosaurus to feed on something plus you also have a tree for when uh it comes time to sleep and you want grant and the kids to climb up there in the tree so you know i guess is it, does this come with does this come with updo ellie i like the updo it does ellie. it looks like it yeah i don't know if any of the other ones come with like interchangeable hair or anything but uh i saw a few like there's there was updo ellie and then there's like down haired ellie and i <laughs> I'm a sucker for updo Ellie for sure. Okay. All right. Um, it's no glasses and, uh, though. No glasses. She does have the glasses with the updo, right? I think mm, so. It just depends. I mean, she is wearing yeah. her aviators during this scene. No, sure. I mean like so. her actual glasses glasses. Um, but yeah, I guess maybe oh. does she have aviators? I don't know. Um, but here, yeah, here's the other Ellie long hair Ellie with the hot dog. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I I do like that one, but that's, that's so a cute great. little set. It's just a little, a little on the expensive side for that, but um, pretty cool though. Ooh, Lego, you're you're uh, claiming my wallet here, guys. Yeah, you know I I always say that, uh, but then I never end up buying them. I <laughs> I've got a handful. I've got a small small handful. I've got like that little um, airplane thing. I think it came with like Owen. Um, I've got not that airplane, but uh, I think we we might have one like this Duplo sets. Uh, but yeah, we've got a few Duplo sets, but um, I got I got the ship, this big uh, you know, Baryonyx escape set or whatever. So that one was pretty cool. Um, yeah, there's this airplane set, biplane rescue, which was pretty cool. But an interesting thing is, like, I feel like the scale with Lego is always really weird for the dinosaurs. Like, the raptors are always super massive, right? Like, they're always, like, really tall. <laughs> yeah, they're huge. Um, and look at that. That plane is, like, the size of the raptor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the raptor is yeah. fantastic looking, though, by the way. Like, that color oh, it looks great. is awesome. Yeah. 
I think I think the last one I bought was like to the right, this Dilophosaurus outpost. I think okay. it was like a Walmart exclusive or something. And this is this is kind of where like my enchantment with Lego Jurassic kind of started because it was like, well, you just get two pieces of fence. Like, could you even yeah. buy a Lego? Could you even buy like a bag of Legos and make that fence, or do you just have to like to make a paddock, or do you have to like legit buy like ten of those sets? I, I don't know. Yeah, um, that's a good point. I don't know. We have this one, which is like always been popular in our house. This uh, T Rex tower. That's what I'm talking about. Like that's like the same tower. I know it's behind our picture there, but uh, it's yeah. cool. It's, it's pretty. Cool. It's a nice little set. It's a nice little set. Um, but uh, but yeah, I feel like I've always been a little underwhelmed with uh, with Jurassic sets uh, based off the price point and uh, you know what they're offering. But what you gonna do? You know, I think uh, I think these are pretty decent looking uh, sets, and I think they're gonna be fun for sure, and uh, I, some interesting ideas for sure. So I am really surprised with like the success of. I mean, I say success, like I bought one, so I'm considering it a success, like the DeLorean and they've got the Ghostbuster car out there, but they're mm, like the prestige the scale ones. Real big. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised they didn't just do a Ford Explorer and a Jeep. Like, I feel like they have the ins with those companies. I think they've got like a Mustang that you can do or other. Oh, yeah, Jeep they've got four yeah. cars. There's been some really, um, really interesting stuff on the shelves at Target recently, you know, like whether it's um like a little TV with like a, I think a oh, Mario or something. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like super oh cool, God. like amazing. Yeah. And like, uh, I don't know, there's just like been some really, really fun stuff out there. Like you mentioned the DeLorean and the, the uh, Ecto-1 Ghostbusters car, which is just huge and awesome looking. Like I really, really wanted that one. Um, but uh, they're always so, so expensive. <laughs> Hard to justify, um, but uh, I'll, I'll probably pick up that Dilophosaurus ambush for 20 bucks. Sounds like a good deal to me. <laughs> I'm for sure getting that one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's absolutely. move on to our, our next topic here, which is going to be uh, courtesy of Collect Jurassic. Uh, Tim put up this picture here on uh, Collect Jurassic. And uh, basically this quote from a uh, investor presentation about Mattel Creations Um and uh, the people at Mattel, I guess this is uh, Richard Dixon, president and COO of Mattel, um, said that they're going to expand engagement for the WWE and Jurassic crowd funds that greenlight production based on fan response. So that's a I feel like that was a kind of an interesting quote. Um, Tim made this nice little image here and put it up on his uh, Instagram and Twitter. So definitely go check that out. Um, but what is your thought on? thoughts on hearing this kind of quote from Mattel, you know, saying that they're kind of going to start investing in, you know, fan response and, uh, and, and production based off of that, like with Jurassic stuff. And, uh, is that something you're interested in? Yeah. Well, I didn't think I was interested in it because all I really can think of that came from that website were like, I got a Hamlin collection Raptor and that Ian Malcolm that came in that book, which I oh. got to like even open or whatever. <laughs> Um, but when you kind of showed me the Hasbro counterpart to what this could be, I got a little bit more excited. Like when you were showing me like, oh, that's how you get the razor crest is you have to like, basically like special order it from Hasbro. Right. Um, or yeah, like even some of these GI Joes or transformers that, what is that? That skiff, uh, yeah, the, no, the I'm sorry, skiff. the barge, the barge. I've yeah. seen, I've seen that like on, it's I've huge. seen a guy on it's like, yeah, very big. Yeah. It's massive. 
And so when I think about this, I'm like, well, I guess this is how we get our Lost World trailer. Because yeah, I don't see them putting that in the stores. And maybe this is how we get a lot of Lost World stuff, is just crowdfunding it. Yeah, and the thing is, like, yeah, you, you brought up... Um the uh like that book thing with ian malcolm and and these are basically like you know you're paying like 25 30 50 dollars at the most or whatever i think um i don't know was the was the hammond collection t-rex in there i don't remember uh there's been the handful of small items that have come out of mattel creations but uh never anything like truly blowing you away or anything like that i feel like mattel creations hasn't really excited me all that much um and I feel like they kind of dropped the ball on what could be possible from, you know, from stuff like this, I, I guess. You know, when, when Hasbro's doing, you know, like I was just showing on our stream, um, you know, they're doing really, really cool stuff. But you got to pay quite the hefty sum, you know, in well, order to crowdfund some of these things. That look at, I mean, this Razor Crest was $349.99, uh, 28,111 backers. Uh, so that was funded. And they're basically just, you know, this is like a, uh, what do you call it, um, Kickstarter or something like that, where you, you know, crowdfunded and, uh, you know, they make it based off of that. And uh, I think it's a great idea if, if that's the route that they're going to be going and giving fans the opportunity to um, kind of invest in something like this and say, like, yeah, I want to pay, like you were talking about with that Lego set. You know, if, if, if there is a Lego set that's, you know, $500 and... They make it available. Like, if somebody wants it, let them let them do it. You know. So this this I, barge was five hundred dollars. You know, the job so is barge. You would know probably better than I would. But does Star Wars release any ships on the shelves anymore? Um, it's been a while. Uh, I don't feel like I've seen one in a long time. Nothing of this. Like, you know, you get, nothing like this. No, not the barge. I understand that. But, like, could you get a lesser version of the Razor Crest at the time of Mandalorian? Or even his new, no. like, Naboo fighter? Can you get no. that? No. No, really, the only thing... I think... Uh, did they do that? Um, I forget if they did that or not. Um, but, uh, no, you can't get anything like that in the stores. I think one of the last ones was maybe um, uh, Poe Dameron's X-Wing. Or something it was like an orange and black one maybe was one of the last ones you could have gotten in a that's store that's just like um that's freaking crazy to me dude that just yeah. goes to show you that the, the market for this for action figures is kids from the 80s it is not modern <laughs> kids it's like yeah dude i don't know man like that was that was part of the magic of looking at star wars stuff on this again i wasn't into star wars as a kid but like later in life i did pick up some star wars stuff but from the time I was a kid to my adulthood, where I eventually started getting some Star Wars stuff, the magic of it was the fact that you could get the figures, but that you could get the freaking spaceships too. And yeah, the giant beasts and all this stuff. And I feel like you walk into the, the Star Wars section at, uh, you walk into the Star Wars section at Target and it's just like, it's a bunch of different scaled humanoids. Mm. And yeah. it's like, okay, that's fine, but that's not Star Wars. I mean, you know, we always talk about how, like, Jurassic is dinosaurs, people, and cars. And I feel like Star Wars is that same mentality. It's like, it's aliens, humans, and spaceships. And when you take away the spaceships from Star Wars, 
it really loses a lot of luster for yeah i would imagine it's got to lose luster for kids like i don't know i yeah you know they uh they've really well for kids they've they've gone a different route and um you know it's not like the old days where they just made the toys and they were for the kids and the adults and whoever wanted them nowadays it's they they've got this um i forget what it was called a crate it's like literally like a cradle to the grave you know policy basically where they're going to make something for every age age range and it's going to be hey here's your your baby items you know if you go to the store you've got not that it's a specifically baby items but you've got plushies on the toy shelf you've also got the um toddler age stuff or or whatever which is like the imagine next stuff which is the the row over you know or you come back over to the main toy aisle and you've got um a step up from that which is i forget i forget what they were um but they're like a, a smaller scale i don't know if i have any of them around here dude i know exactly i think my son i know my this, son has it i know exactly what you're talking about yeah, yeah there's like a smaller scale <laughs> but uh and they're really detailed and they look awesome they look really cool but they're a smaller scale. And you could have, I think, gotten, like, this ship. Actually, I think I have one right, right here. Um, yeah. Uh, this is going to be a pain. Uh, Mission Fleet, I think it is. Yeah, Star Wars Mission Fleet. So, basically, um, it's like a, you know, yeah, it comes with this mini ship thing yeah. here and a, a tiny figure that has, like, not not much posability or anything. Um, but I'm like, hey, this is Ahsoka. I got to get it. Um, and then, then, of course, they have, like, you know the the black series and some three and three quarter inch but not really um regular you know figures but so they're really trying to make it from every age range so i don't know i i'm not sure what kids are, are i don't think kids know that they're missing out on anything because they're like well i have this stuff for me this is for me right and that stuff's for 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 mom and dad right they're the ones who collect those things Dude, it's crazy. Like I was saying, my nephews got into G.I. Joe. And as of right now, and I'm debating even getting them G.I. Joe figures, they like watching G.I. Joe, but they have like the Amazon, I think it's called Click and Play or something. Hmm. But it's just general like army, non-licensed, like military action figures. And dude, for $50, for $50. Now think about what you get for $50 with Mattel. The click and play, it's like $50. You're going to get a bunker, two Jeeps, like three figures. a Like if you look at just click and play on Amazon, it's crazy cool. Mm -hmm. Crazy cool. Again, what are they, how are they able to sell you that stuff for so cheap? Is that the U.S. military doesn't license its stuff out. So anybody can make a military toy, you know? Um, Okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. These sets are pretty, uh. They're awesome. Pretty intense. Yeah. I feel like this is like a Tom Jurassic kind of thing. He'd be a. <laughs> yeah. I these. totally think. In fact, I think that like. <laughs> this Ted bunker. Probably oh my is, gosh. This dude, is amazing. This is cool. Right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I feel like this is like Ted Brothers repaint stuff for sure. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. This stuff would look fantastic like in the background or used like somewhere. Ted's always coming up with that kind of cool stuff and given everybody ideas for like what chair to buy or what uh table or you know uh different weapon or whatever so man this stuff's pretty cool but uh yeah i mean it's these licenses man the licenses are killing us on i used to think it was inflation but i'm fairly convinced now it's it's literally just the licenses are so expensive that 
This is all yeah. they can really afford to give you in a decent price point. Yeah. So if you know, you had mentioned the um the RV, that would be a really cool one. And hey, we, were just, we were just talking about the visitor center, like for Lego. What if they did it for, you know, three and three quarter inch figures? That would be, you know, if you if you pay like that Hasbro Haslab, you know, price point for like the the Java's barge, you're paying five hundred dollars to get you a legit about, visitor center. Like, would you do that? Dude, like, yeah, I would. But think <laughs> about that markup, dude. The visitor center when we were kids in '93 was fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like, but can you imagine what that would was just now? you know? Yeah. Oh, for now, for that set, even like that would be yeah, that would be a lot. But like, I mean. It's not as detailed as this barge, for sure. No, no. Like when you're looking at 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 you know the the Razor Crest or something like that, this is like exactly what it looks like. It's like legit. Um, even Jabba's barge, it's like, like it's got everything you could possibly want. Like on this dude, thing. that Razor Crest looks like those little. What are the little things that like steal all the pieces? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, dude, uh, that barge is so cool. Yeah, this thing is amazing. Um, it's huge. So. 500 bucks though if you want to um you know if you want to do a, a visitor center or you know like you said there's not really a ton of um i don't know there's not really a ton of things that we could maybe go through with jurassic i guess uh i mean think about it they've already given us the jeeps they've given us the ford yeah. explorers I, it'd be really cool to get the mercedes benz we've never had the mercedes ever we've had something that was mm -hmm. painted like the mercedes but it definitely wasn't a mercedes well i feel like i feel like i'm not paying 500 i'm not paying like anything excessive for the mercedes you know like they gave us great renditions of the jeep and the that lost world uh also jeep and then the explorer so like just just come out with it like let it be um some yeah, sort of exclusive or just come out with it next year or something like that like, you're talking as if this is going to be like an expensive thing do you think sure 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 yeah um expensive to go on this website no, I guess not. Uh, I guess not. But I, I feel like if they're going to do a crowdfunding, like to me, that just speaks like it's going to be a hundred dollars or more, you know, yeah. like I yeah. in my mind, I don't know, maybe it's not, but um, I feel like it would be, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I think visitor center, that RV, what else, anything from Jurassic park three, we could get like, uh, you know, uh, aviary. We've never had a We've never had a plane before. A plane, yeah, um, like a detailed a plane, a detailed plane like, Spinosaurus, crushing, like crushing kind of stuff. Dude, mm. when is the Hammond Collection Spinosaurus coming out? No clue. Is it? Dude, I have no where, idea. Where I forget. It? I need it. I need it. <laughs> Me too. I need it more more than anybody. Uh, it's my my baby. Look, I just I know I just took off my my hat, but there it is. Um, but uh, let's see, Jurassic World. What what could we do from that? Um, I don't know. I mean, Nothing I mean, really. Us, I mean, yeah, they gave us a gyrosphere. We could get like a main street or something. But like, I don't know. Um, that's just not as exciting as a razor crest. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, would no. you like the arc? Like, no. <laughs> you know, like, I get what you're trying to yeah. do. You're trying, to, but I, but I think that's Darren is kind of the inherent problem with Jurassic. Is like, yeah, it's just not as cool as spaceships. You know? Exactly, and like Star Wars has an incredible amount of uh, you know spaceships right. to go off of, or monsters, right. or 
different planets and and sets and things that you could come up with. Jurassic's got a handful, you know, that you could do the jungle one, jungle two, jungle three, jungle, four, you know, just different jungles. Uh, you could do like some of these vehicles that we said. Uh, Fallen Kingdom, like I don't know. I guess they could do like auction room or something. I don't know. Well, but these sets would be weird. I don't know. I don't think they would ever go that route. Yeah, Plus, I they've, don't they've think given so. us they've given us such good stuff. Like the the Indoraptor already super great. Um I, I feel like a lot of the stuff that we've gotten, like I can't see the, dinosaurs necessarily coming to this unless it's like like we said, dinosaur and plane from Jurassic Park three, you know, like maybe that kind of set. The, th the weird thing is, is like, I feel like the things that I want are not expensive. Like, dude, I want <laughs> so yeah. badly. I want a bucket of army men style compies with like six poses, but a bucket of like a hundred of them. And they've, they want them all to be on a little green platform. And I want to be able to like set them up. Like, I yeah. feel like that with no paint detail, just the molded green plastic in a bucket. Dude, charge me like twenty dollars and let me just be a happy Lost World fan, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm looking at this Rancor, not funded, three hundred and forty nine dollars. Oof. Didn't so oh, it so did, close. So it didn't make it. It didn't make it. Look, it's so close. It was like you know, just about five hundred away, or you know, four hundred okay, something so away. Do do um, this. Can you open an eBay tab and look up Star Wars Rancor and find out what that costs on? eBay? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Because I feel like there was a Star Wars Rancor. There's been at least like two or three versions of this figure. Granted, not as detailed Oops. as this Sorry, one for no 349 space. Let's see. Here's uh, $101. It's like a, a rubber I mean, kind of Rancor. Does that suffice? 130 Yeah, I mean, I would assume so. I don't know. I don't know too much about the Rancors. Uh, toys, but uh, here's one $200 Target exclusive from 2008. But, um, yeah, I feel like there have been even better ones than this, but I could be wrong. Maybe I don't know. I have know. no idea. Yeah, I don't know what the detail level of detail is between how does what they Star were offering Wars, and how does the Star Wars thing not get funded? It's that's, Star yeah, Wars, maybe, maybe because there's plenty. Maybe there's a lot of rancors out there. I have no, I have no idea. Don't quote me on that. No clue. Um, here's GI Joe right here. You could have, uh, you could have done this for your nephews. You could have crowdfunded two twenty nine for, uh, for this. Looking like those no. uh, click and play, you know, sets. If I'm doing, if I'm gonna do this for my nephews, there was a line in like two thousand four that was pretty, pretty good. Cool I, and you can get them on eBay for like seven bucks a pop. You know, and they look, they look really good. Yeah, and then I mean, they do have these. Like, I've I got a few friends that uh bought into the um, the proton packs, so they're pretty great. We have the uh, Neutrona wand here at our house, which was like a hundred bucks or something like that. Um, but yeah, they could do. I guess they could do wearable stuff. You know, they could do, um, you know, the goggles. You know, the the night vision goggles or something like that. You know, they could do the Barbasol can, I guess. Or, I don't know like how, how deep into the collectible realm they can go, but um, yeah, it's interesting to think about at least, but um, yeah, there's a handful, like not a ton. 
of routes, but uh, I think you know the main main ones would be the visitor center and the RV, and maybe maybe the Raptor pen or something like that. That could be cool. I would love. I feel like Mattel has touted that like yes, they've given us a lot of humans, and admittedly, they've given us way more humans than I thought we would ever get. Yeah, still going, but which is nice. The Lost World and Jurassic Park three relatively untouched now if they wanted to do like a jurassic park 3 character pack i am all for it put me down you know put me down yeah i feel like I feel like that's how you especially going to the store and seeing the hammond collection like you said shelf warmers of arnold and muldoon i feel like give me a hammond collection jurassic park 3 box that's got like six characters let's let's rock yeah. and roll you know a, yeah. a, a hammond collection lost world pack 10 characters. Let's let's do this. You know, I'm in. And if they want to do just like little things that like, like I would for sure pay. You mentioned like the army men style stuff. Like I would I would pay for a single fig figure pink shirt park oh my employee, you know? Or yes. just random park employees. Like I would pay for those. Like I would absolutely want pink shirt guy, you know? 100%. Yeah. So, Never had an action figure. Pink shirt guy. And like Never if they're if figure. if they're afraid to create pink shirt guy for for retail for stores, do it here, you know, and people well, will I pay it, you know. They have to be afraid to create pink shirt guy, right? I mean, look at Muldoon, mm -hmm. dude. Muldoon yeah. is. You had made mention last time we talked, like, oh, dude, the Arnolds and the Muldoons are just shelf warmers, and I was like, really? <laughs> and I went to the store, dude, and like four pegs of Arnold and Muldoon. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> our voice is too loud brad we we put it out there and i think after the success of me saying that like i'll buy 50 gal minus and then yeah. other people jumping on that bandwagon i think <laughs> i think my voice is too loud i think they've overestimated <laughs> the fandom well but. uh we'll see what we can pick up uh if this you know does come to fruition who knows but uh you know, they, they, they put it out there into the world, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But um, let's move over to um, a quick um, uh, community spotlight, which we wanted to point out since we're talking toys and stuff like that. Um, you had brought it up because I had a picture up that will be up on the uh, screen later. But uh, Ted Brothers with the uh, Jurassic Park Compound has been making Dude. some really, really great stuff recently, I feel like, We've... for the 30th anniversary. Man. We've covered Ted Brothers before. Oh yeah, he's been in the community you, spotlight for sure. Yeah, like if <laughs> if you're not following this guy, the stuff he's doing right now is like next level. He's like he's first off, he's doing just these incredible photos that yeah totally harken back to our childhood. But he's also doing like behind the scenes things where like he's showing you like the King Kong style like 3D dioramas of how he's like yeah. staging some of these things. It's so good. It's yeah, so I don't know where like we're, we're one of those maybe it's like this this kind of thing. I think I don't know if this will play. He has my... one. He has like a breakdown with like the brachiosaur. He did a breakdown with this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, look at this is so cool, dude. The the amount of why... work, Ted, <laughs> crazy stuff, man. I love this. This is why like I don't do this stuff, Brad. Like <laughs> because it's the same thing with the podcast. I was one day I was like, man, I'm going to start a Jurassic Park podcast, and then I turn you on. I'm like, no, this guy's already got this thing hammered down. Like, let's just <laughs> let's just ride this guy's coattails. 
Yeah, let's just talk go. to this guy. <laughs> let's just let's just convince this guy to let me out once a month. And it happened. But, it worked. Uh, dude, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, it's like it just keeps stepping up the the bar as far as like how good this stuff can look and uh and especially for the 30th anniversary kind of going back to a lot of those iconic shots from you know uh the movies or the toy lines or the video games like it's really cool to see you know all this stuff coming to life dude, like this. i similar to oh dude his his utah raptor uh remake is so good like i'm honestly surprised if i was mattel Remember that killer artwork that we used to look at on all the Jurassic Park boxes when we were kids? Mm-hmm. They would like hire artists to do those. Man, if I was Mattel, I would have brought Ted Brothers in to do like a series of basically box shots. And now that they're getting away from like the window boxes, maybe this is the time to like license some st- guys, contact this guy, <laughs> get his work on your boxes. Look at this stuff. This stuff is killer. Yeah. It's so good. Granted, yeah. he does use Granted. a lot of like third party stuff, which makes it look even like way sure. cooler. And he paints it, but I'm sure he could do an awesome job with the actual baseline Mattel products. So, like, here's the the box art, you know, that we're getting, which is cool. And I, I dig it. But, this uh, harkens back to '93 for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. easily, yeah. But like to get it in this like high fidelity, like you know, iterations that were that Ted's doing here. Well, what it's he's so cool. doing is like, like the back of the Utah Raptor box when we were kids had like an action scene with all the figures, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 true. So like, you know, for those who weren't around oh, in the gosh. '90s, sometimes you would get like, sometimes the box would have art on the front, and then you would turn it around, and they would like create the same scene with the actual toys, or sometimes it just was a windowed front. And then you turn it around and they've got like a cool action scene like this, like what Ted is doing. And they would do it with their action figures. And I feel like he's nailing it so much. Like, why not just, why not just get this guy, like send this guy the product and have him do the art for the back of the box. Dude, that image is so good. It's so good. Incredible. Incredible. Like, wow. Love it. Love it. My wife and I are house hunting and I, and I literally want a garage so that I can do the, like I want a three car garage so that I can take one entire section and just do a Jurassic park thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, like what he's doing, like I want a studio and I'm yeah. worried because this is tornado alley out here. And uh. if, like, I want my, I want my stuff shipped out here, my whole entire Kenner collection. Like I'm making, let's put it this way. When I was in Toronto, no way. I'm in a state now where I could probably stand to like get the very small pod loaded up at my parents' house and shipped out here with Jurassic stuff and other childhood stuff and clothes, like the things that just got left behind at mom and dad's, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just so nervous that a tornado would come and suck it all up. It's so (laughs) safe in my parents' basement. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I'd be worried too, man. This is so good. This is so good. It's so good. But what's crazy about this image is that like, so we're talking about the Brachiosaur image he did. He like disconnected the heads. Yeah. <laughs> like, like dude, three different ones. Up, this is straight up how they made King Kong. The original King Kong movie is, is in these layered. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. 
<laughs> they made these like layered dioramas and he's straight up doing that. Like this is a this is a product from like the early 1900s, this process, and he's just doing a killer job with it. Yeah. Yeah, well, just wanted to showcase that real quick for you. Uh, look Dude, at this. Here's so the Evil Raiders. Oh, look at that. Super cool. The figure we it. never got. The figure we it. never got. Well, there you go. Check it out. Uh, Jurassic Park Compound over on Instagram. Uh, always some great stuff over there. But uh, let's switch gears here. We're going to move off of toys for a bit. Um, and we're going to talk about Collect Jurassic's uh, going out on a tirade out there about Disney acquiring Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, all that good stuff, and and you know the the franchise being all the better for it. Uh, now, of course, a lot of this is kind of like tongue in cheek and kind of like getting everybody riled up, and maybe it would be better. Who knows? But uh, I I wanted to kind of jump off of what Collect Jurassic was talking about here. Yeah, this because, is a good point of discussion. Yeah, because we we talk about this kind of stuff a lot. We talk about not necessarily switching studios, but we talk about what could Universal be doing better. Um, we talk about that all the time because <laughs> it seems like a constant point of discussion where, you know, maybe maybe a lot of times, I don't know, maybe we're being selfish fans. I, I see people out there all the time saying like, you know, what, um, three movies how many seasons five seasons of a tv show three how many years of of mattel toys that we've gotten a live tour and exhibition things touring all over the world like what is that not enough and i get that i that is that does sound like a lot of really cool stuff <laughs> but uh you know multiple theme park additions and attractions uh so it is quite a bit but at the same time, it always does feel like there could be a little bit more done on a day-to-day -day basis. It feels like there are things that are lacking. Um, on a large scale, yes, I think they've done pretty well. Um, but I think on these, like, when you focus in on certain aspects of how maybe the franchise is handled, you, you could kind of nitpick, right? Like, there's definitely some things you can say could be done better. Yeah, this idea of going to Disney, I think, was a fun idea at the height of the MCU. But Brad, what have we learned in the last two years about making movies? What have we learned about these people, these franchises, and what happens to them? And like, like, at what studio? Have you learned anything, Brad? With with the cancellation of Superman <laughs> and yeah. And the fast and the go furious, <laughs> the fast no, but like okay, the fast and the furious being as good as it's ever been, like even minus, uh, oh, what's his name, um, who passed you get, away? You get COVID brain, Paul Walker. I got COVID brain, Paul Walker. Like even without Paul Walker, the movies are still fun. They're still good. Paul Walker was the heart and soul of those originals, but like they're still managing to go and like make good movies without his character, like. I think the MCU is, I mean, it is like the worst it's ever been, in my opinion. Like, it's awful. Like, and dude, mm -hmm. forget all these people that are like, oh, the MC Disney's woke. Like, no, forget that. Forget the wokeness stuff. The movies aren't good. 
like the movies just simply are good ant-man 3 like officially they're coming out and saying it was a it completely bombed by comparison to what they spent on it mm-hmm. wakanda forever didn't do great disney is basically hey, it just got an oscar yesterday oh that, did it that, i yeah. mean for costume great, i think costume design or something great for it um, i'm sure and i'm sure yeah. the costumes were great i'm sure yeah. the costumes were great but what i'm learning is and now we've got oh now we've got patty jenkins and kevin feige's star wars movie completely shelved mm-hmm. right because i mean let's say they're not going to say this but kevin feige needs to get back in his office and maybe do a little <laughs> bit of quality control all right, over at Marvel. He's getting so, reprimanded by Aaron over here. <laughs> Get back you got, you to got, work. You know, you, you got, got a mess over there. You know, you got too many got Disney James Plus Gunn. shows. <laughs> Dude, but like you got James Gunn making one of the better DC movies. So now they're just going to give him the freaking keys to the kingdom. Like what I'm learning about all this, it is not the studio. The studio has nothing to do with the success of these franchises. It is the people surrounding them and the love they have for the franchise. And I think that Colin Trevorrow was the best that we could have hoped for in a post nineties modern era of filmmaking where Jurassic has to be a thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Jurassic World was such a pleasant surprise compared to like what we could have gotten. Oh my gosh, it could have been so much worse. I mean, we've all seen a lot worse. We've all seen the Jurassic Park, what the scrap JP three or the scrap JP four like concept art, like we've all seen it. So this idea that just by going to Disney guarantees success, Disney is not in a good spot right now. Like they have come out with They've not come out with a single Star Wars movie in like five years at this stage. And is anyone talking about Mandalorian season three? I just started watching it. Like no one was yeah, talking yes, about no, it. Yes. I was ta- just flipping through it. We're talking about it. Yeah. It's it's oh, okay. uh, it's being talked about. All right. Um, but that's the only thing. Like that is one of the only things in the Star Wars realm that um, really continues the hype train. Um, of course, on a minute scale, like everybody is talking about these other shows like Bad Batch or um, or Andor, but like on a lesser scale than, say, The Mandalorian. Um, but you, you do have great points there. Like I, I cannot argue with anything. And I think you nailed it by saying like it's the people. Well, you look at Andor. It, go ahead. Andor went to Hulu after it did a Disney Plus run. And they tested it over on Hulu to see what their viewership was over there. So, like, clearly Disney Plus is not even working for them. Well, it, it went, it, they even aired it on TV. Like, it was aired on ABC or whatever for at least one or two episodes. And I think they might might have done the same thing with The Mandalorian. I forget. Um, but they're testing things out. We're in a very uncertain time when it comes to streaming services, Disney Plus. You know, they're, they just talked about um, Marvel walking back the amount of shows that they're doing per year to focus yep. on things. And um, Star Wars doesn't necessarily seem to be doing that, but they are, they've been doing this for way too long. They've been announcing, oh yeah, Ryan Johnson's making three movies. Um, you know, this person's uh, got a movie coming out soon. And this also, this person's got one coming out and then none of these things happen, you know? So and it just late, you know, recently happened with the, uh, like you said, Patty Jenkins and uh, Kevin Feige stuff. But like, I don't even think that talks to the quality of these projects. I think it literally mm-hmm. talks to like, 
we can't hold these people under contract for 10 years while we figure out what we want to do. Like during the time of like Superman returns, maybe like three or four years after people were like, where's the sequel? Where's the sequel? And I remember a producer coming out and being like, we only, we only contract these guys for like four years. We basically say like, Hey, if the movies, you know, we, we want you to play Superman, we're going to sign you to a four year contract. And basically it's not like Marvel used to do where they would like, Hey, you're going to do 10 movies and it's going to be whenever we decide uh, you're going to show up. They, what DC does or Warner brothers, it was like, Hey, you're going to be Superman. And if we want to, we'll pick up the option and we will make your sequel within four years. Right. Yeah. And so that's where like you get things like man of steel coming out. Right. Because Brandon Routh's contract was basically up. I mean, Henry Cavill's contract has basically been up this entire time. I think the last two projects he do- he's done have been like favors, mm-hmm. you know, and like just like fan fan favors and like favors to producers and stuff. Yeah. Um, do you think James Gunn know, has Brandon Routh's phone number? Do you think, uh... dude? <laughs> have you seen Have you seen this thing with the DC writer from CW? like blogging about how like he completely wasted his time. Like everyone said that yeah. if he pulled off crisis on infinite earth, like I read that and I was like, that is so heartbreaking and he's being super honest, but like, it's also kind of like, that's what the industry is like. Mm-hmm. They basically just like zapped this guy dry of all his efforts. And then like when he was done, he pulled off, I think they said like, Crisis on Infinite Earths like tied in like eight TV shows or something like that. Hmm. And then once he was done, they were like, no, we're not even going to bother to talk to you for for our movies like at all. Huh. They didn't even like okay. give him a call. Um, yeah, I just saw crazy. The Rock was interviewed last night at the Oscars and basically was asked about Henry Cavill getting the boot. And it was just like, you know what? Uh, when, uh, you know, they... A new quarter, a new uh, team owner comes in and kicks out your head coach and your quarterback. Uh, that's what happens, you know. Uh, so it's my best rock impersonation at the moment. But freaking uh, <laughs> eye roll, dude! Like, but I, I, I think you're right though. Like, it is about the people, but you never know. And I don't know that uh, Disney. I feel like they're very reactive when it comes to word of mouth and things like when it came to solo it's like oh people were talking too much about how they didn't like this or that and then they were like well we gotta abandon the whole thing and then we gotta make sure no spinoffs ever happen ever again and we gotta make you know like so it's very reactive about like no you just gotta slow down and take a deep breath i feel like they Dude, never take a nothing, deep breath there was you know? nothing wrong with solo like no it's great was, I th- it's a like, great movie but they they just they got they get too far into it and and worried it seems like and they're they're too far in their heads about what to do with Star Wars post uh you know the sequel trilogy. Um I don't know that Disney would really uh benefit or 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 we would benefit maybe from Disney taking over, but I I don't even know if there is a not just Disney. I, I this is just uh you know the jumping off point, but I don't I don't really think there is a necessarily better studio to handle this than Universal. I do think Universal needs to have that team that you mentioned, you know, that needs to be those people in the studio that cultivate it. And that's the problem with, with, I I think universal is it seems 
like common knowledge that they just don't have the teams associated with each franchise that they have. They just have the team and they handle everything, but they need to have individual teams to handle these things and they just don't do it. Um, so they're never, I don't think they're ever going to necessarily cultivate, you know, that kind of environment that maybe Kevin Feige has at Marvel or, you know, uh, Kath- Kathleen Kennedy has at uh, Lucasfilm where, yeah, they can create some really good stuff. Maybe they're not all the time, but they can. I just still really get concerned about like, what else do you do with Jurassic? I feel like I just, it's not a franchise that I want to go off the wall. Like, and I think even my guttural reaction to like Dominion, right? I was just like, no, too much. It's too, too much, too fast, too big, too epic, too, too much crammed into one movie. Like, it just it it felt like they were trying to like sell you a million action figures, which I get. All these movies are trying to do. <laughs> it's just that like it was really obvious with Jurassic. After we talked like. about toys for the past hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like after we talked about toys for like an hour, but like, and we said, sell us more. <laughs> yeah. Dang it, Brad. <laughs> You're not helping my point. Um, but no, I don't know, dude. There's something so there's something so pure about the first movie and the second one, for that matter, that felt like they were stories that needed to be told because there were stories there where they feel like three and onward, there weren't really stories. I'll give you Jurassic World, to be honest with you. I think Jurassic World was a story that was nested in some action figures back in the nineties and had script. Like, I feel like there was a story to be told there. I don't even think it had to even, I think the relaunching of the park was simply to be like, Hey, we've opened the park, but I feel like that was a story that could have been told in the desert of Montana or something. Like they could have been training Raptors in Montana. They could have been making Indominus Rexes in Montana. Like we didn't have to go back to the park. For that to be a post Jurassic Park movie that had a story worth being told, but Jurassic Park three, Fallen Kingdom, Dominion, I didn't think these were stories that like necessarily justified making a movie, you know. And I feel like with Marvel, Marvel's Iger even is it's just like he's just like missing, he's missing what people want. He just came out and he was like. Oh, we're focusing on the new Avengers team, guys. Don't worry. There's going to be the new team. And everyone's like, no one wants the new team. Like, how do you give us the old team again? You can't because. <laughs> well, that's funny because all- like we, we've gotten into the multiverse, you know, storyline in Marvel. And the only thing anybody wants is to see the old stuff come back like that's all everybody wants so um it's hard and it's hard like that's that is what people want from jurassic we want to see the old again we want to see jurassic park in a natural you know environment in a uh a jungle or or a you know the thatched roofing style like we want to see like that old school vibe and i think a lot of people really want that um uh you know um I don't know, some sort of flashback or uh, prequel or something like that. But I'm not sure, you know, any other studio would be more capable of, of doing that. Um, it's just about the team and who can, who can tell the story, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think if Disney got their hands on it, like <clears throat> Disney's, that's what Disney does. They try to 
sequelize everything. I mean, what did they just announce over there? We're getting Toy Story 5. 5, yep. And Frozen 3? Mm-hmm. No one asked for those movies. Nobody asked for those movies. They they could barely make Frozen 2. I don't know if you watched the, the documentary about Dude, that movie, Frozen but it 2... was... Um, they were not. They didn't even know what the story was as they were making it. <laughs> no, because it was a disaster, dude. Yeah. Like, I know you said you enjoyed it, but like, I remember it's, watching it with my wife. Cute. I was like, "What is this movie about?" Like, we had no idea. Oh what no, this movie. I don't know what it's about. It's very confusing still, but it's so muddled. It, it's a cute little movie, and like, but yeah, Toy Story four. Like, all anyone, all I ever hear surrounding oh, Toy Story is hot garbage. Is yeah, everyone's like, oh, Toy Story 3 was the perfect ending. Why did they make Toy Story 4? And now we're getting Toy Story 5? Like, it was just funny. That announcement, they they announced it as if the second coming of Disney was on its way. And everyone's like, why are you giving us hot garbage? No one wants this. Well, I mean, I'll tell you a reason. And it's the it's the theme parks. And they're like, well, we, we really need people to continue coming back to our our parks. And hey... Uh, we're opening up in a few, in like a, I don't know, a few days or a week or month. I forget how long, uh, a new Toy Story restaurant. We want people to come back to our Toy Story land. Um, and I think that's what, what would aggravate me the most about, um, Jurassic ever switching studios, uh, would be the miscommunication across like, well, you know, you, you know how you have to explain, marvel to like family members or to friends or whoever you know you have to explain like well you know the x-men are are there but deadpool and and, then and then iron man like every and spider-man's owned by sony but like you know then they cross over there's a a, like there's way too many and then you can't have a park on this side of the mississippi yeah you can't have your yeah no marvel on the east of the mississippi um and that's what's confusing about this would be like and, and it already happens because Disney bought Fox and Fox is like uh, the Simpsons and the Simpsons are in yeah. Universal. So it's like, hey, that's very confusing. And that's what I don't want about Jurassic. I want Jurassic is a universal property. They are in Universal Studios. And that's that's what I want to see. Like, that's never going to change. Like, they're always going to be in the parks, even if they did ship them away, you know, but uh I just don't want that kind of confusion, you know, and I want it to be in, nice and easy. Like, hey, if we want to throw some some new Jurassic stuff in the theme park, there you go. It, it's easy. You know where it goes. You know where it belongs. Um, I don't want that confusion. I feel like the worst thing that could happen to Jurassic would be like, how do I want to say this? Or what was I going to say? I had a point. Oh, that's a good point. I, totally I don't know. Forgot. No, the worst <laughs> thing that could happen would for it to be would for it to go back to like the Crichton estate, because like when you think about like the Edgar Rice Burroughs stuff, right? Tarzan doesn't make a great movie. Uh, John Carter of Mars doesn't make a great movie. It was fine, but it wasn't like on the level of like a Star Wars or something, right? Like, and then what happens? I've never is seen the it. Family just. It's not great. It's literally, <laughs> literally fine. Uh, but when the family took those properties back and it's like, well, now no one's making content off those. They're just, they're just living off the open source rights or whatever it is that Edgar, I, I mean, I just don't know. But what I'm saying is, is like, I don't want Jurassic to go away. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I don't want the Crichton estate to be like, well, no one's doing a good job. So we're just going to hold on to it forever. You know, uh, I just, 
Yeah, I, I think it's know. time for them to announce something new. I think I think it's time. Like they need to announce the next thing, and I think the next thing needs to. They need to announce like we have a we have a. Uh, what am I trying to say? They have a series of show, of movies like planned. And I think if they came out and said we have a plan for the next three movies, I'd be pretty stoked. Yeah, I I would too. I mean. It's like, uh, like I was saying with Star Wars, though, it's like I never trust that any of these things are going to get made, but um, that would be nice to hear, at least. You know, it would be nice to say we've got an idea, a concrete idea, and not like, oh, we're just making this up as we go along and uh, figuring it out. And, I, you know, I think a lot of people just want it to be focused on the dinosaurs and the stories, not necessarily the the people on screen or the action or anything like that. So if they just kind of hone in, I think people would be happy. I don't think anybody else can really do that. I think Universal could do it perfectly fine. It's just that team. But uh, I think you, I think you nailed it there, man. So let's move on to our last topic here, which is going to be video games. And speaking of kind of, we're not going to talk about the video game that's on the screen here. I've got a uh, a shot of the Sega Genesis uh, Jurassic Park game which is fantastic. I love it. But um, I wanted to talk about bringing it back to Jurassic Park. Um, and we've always been wondering, like over the past few years, we've gotten, um, uh, what is it, Jurassic World Evolution? We've got two of those. We've got Jurassic World Alive. So we've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of decent games, some, some mobile stuff. And um, I think everybody's wondering what would be the next thing? What's the next step? Um, and I was thinking about, you know, everything's like an, an, for franchise games, they just kind of like take the franchise, you know, and make a game off of that. And it's like, most of the time you're like, ah, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. It's not what really what I had hoped for. I want them to do, to take this route that like, um, the last of us has taken, Right, and uh, we've gotten adaptations of different video games in TV form or in movie form, and they did their own thing, like Uncharted. Right, they made an Uncharted movie, and they did their own thing. They didn't follow the the game; they just made whatever they wanted to make, and it didn't work. Right, then we got Uncharted. I, I uh, I'm sorry, we got we got uh yeah, we got The Last of Us, but they did something different, right? And they followed the formula; they made the game into visual form, yeah. and it excelled. So what I want them to do is reverse engineer that, and I want them to actually just make a game that is Jurassic Park. <laughs> I want them to just give us Jurassic Park the story in game form. I don't want any. I, I'm, I, you know, I feel like we always get into these like convoluted ideas of what do we want the shooter this there that you know uh, park builders all this crazy stuff. I just want to simplify it, and I I want a game that is just Jurassic Park, what we got in the movie told in video game form. As simple as it may be at times, you know, you could obviously add in some things here and there, add in some portions from the book, you know, expand upon stories, tell the story about where Grant and the kids were at this point in time. You know, we didn't get to see their entire journey from the T-Rex paddock to the visitor center. You could tell some fun stories in there, but I want to see all of those moments. I want to be able to climb the fence as Lex and Tim uh, I want to be able to go through the tunnels as Ellie. 
uh, oh man, I just got very confused about uh, The Last of Us when I said that. Um, I want to be able to, uh, you know, do these things as the characters I know and love to a T. You know, I don't, I don't want them to really stray from that. And I think that's why, like, The Last of Us has got me thinking about that and how they did, they excelled because they made the game. I want a game to excel because they made the movie. What do you think about that? I think. I think what you're asking for is too short <laughs> to be. I'm assuming you want this to be like triple A quality, right? Yeah, I do. I want this to be the, like the, a Last of Us kind of experience. <clears throat> Obviously, to not maybe to not not to that scale because that's like a very grand story. But but I want I mean, it to be in that man, in that you're... demographic. You're like, really, this is, you didn't, you didn't present this to me before the show. And I like this because dad of war, you know, at, like that's been like a really popular thing in Sony's repertoire of games, right? Like the, the father figure with the child, right? You've got that in, <laughs> yeah. in last of us, you've got that in last of us part two, you've got that in God of war. You've got that in, um, I think there's another Sony franchise that, that does it if I'm not mistaken. Um, but well, Uncharted. Uncharted is usually like you and a partner, right? Like going mm. through. But to, to your point of like, I just want the movie events. You're asking for a ton of work to go into it and presentation to only do like a two hour game, and no one's gonna spend seventy dollars on a two hour game. No, but I, hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cough. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't necessarily only want that. Like I said, I want you to expand upon different elements that we know of this story. Like, I think, you know, we could go, we could, where's the movie start? The movie starts off with the Raptor pen sequence. Like you could have that Raptor pen sequence, but kind of expand upon that and tell the story a little bit more. Like you could maybe start even a little bit farther back with how the Raptor pen got to the Raptor pen, you know, to the, to the paddock. You could tell whatever happened after the shoot her, you know, and it fades away. You could show, um, you know, uh, a d the dig site. Like you could actually have Grant and Ellie go around and dig for fossils or find certain things and add it to some collection in your your profile or whatever. Like, and I, I just expand upon these little things that I think could be fun. You know, I, I want to press triangle to dig up something and then to see like, oh, that's just rocks. That's not a fossil or whatever. You know, I want to see like random stuff that could be told through the uh the movie's point of view like i don't know you could go into uh the 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 lab or or, or to the command center and like uh Dennis Nedry could be or or Ray Arnold could be uh, computing something and it's like a a Peter Parker type situation where you have to like do the the strands of you know maybe it's like a Dr. Wu thing where you have to complete the strands of DNA in order to make the thing i guess kind of like yeah. uh, what we do now in that other game or, or, you know, something like I said with Nedry or, or Ray Arnold or, you know, uh, for the I, computing the tour, debugging the tour, like something like that. Like, uh, so there could be a lot of details that expand upon it and it could be like a eight hour game. I maybe at the most, you know, I approach this, like how I would approach my dream Jurassic park remake, which is you don't start with, cause so here's the thing out of a Jurassic Park remake, what I want is I want a two movie or three movie set for each current film. So like 
with Jurassic Park, I think that would be a great, I think you could do three movies of just Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. But the problem yeah. is, is that <laughs> to do what Spielberg did, which is start at the bottom, right. And build up to the climactic event. That means you just have to have a, a movie of like checking out labs and like touring facilities and stuff like that's no one's going to want to watch that. I think in a game like this or a movie reproduction, I think you start at Alan pulling the kids out of the crushed Explorer. And I think oh, so you're doing Uncharted style talking, like because we're talking about the game, right? Yeah. I think you start. Because games are tough. Games don't do, unless you're like Naughty Dog, games don't really do that ramp up to the climax. Games start, and then they just go off the wall. Like, they're uh-huh. constantly the next climax, the next climax, the next climax, right? Sure. Whereas, yeah. like, I think if you start with Alan pulling the kids out, and you start with basically the Jeep or the Explorer going over the paddock wall, if you start there... And the rest of the game is walking from T-Rex paddock back to, let's say, helicopter rescue, basically. And somehow, like, doing flashbacks or finding video logs or finding data uh, disks or something to, like, fill in the pre-T-Rex attack stuff. And then you sprinkle in things, like, from the book right? Like the T-Rex river boat. Yeah, it has to be in there. Or the Pteranodon aviary attack, right? Like, I think making it a linear, a linear walking simulator, but starting from T-Rex attack. I like this idea. I think that's how you do an amazing, not open world, Hmm. but like maybe semi open world, like not it wasn't Uncharted Four that did it. It was the it was the DLC after Lost Uncharted Legacy, Four. Was it Lost Legacy had like a semi open world? Yeah, which I thought was a really cool experiment for them. Um, yeah, and and like like you know when uh, the kids are asking Grant, was that in a tree? Right, I think they asked them like, so what are you going to do now that you don't have to dig up dinosaur bones anymore or something? Um, I think they say something along those lines, or, or maybe I'm making that up you know, that's where he could have his flashback or, you know, about digging up some dinosaur yeah. bones and you could do your little, like a nice little story about him and Ellie and, and get to learn that, you know? Um, so, you know, there's, you, yeah, that, that is a cool way to do it. Um, and I think it could be done. You could basically tell the entire story um, without maybe those, some of those boring parts or something that where you're just walking around or whatever, but right. I like, I like the idea. And I think that could be a, it would be interesting though. Like you'd have, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you would just jump into that moment, but I think everybody knows the story enough already. I mean, but, uh, I don't know. I feel like you jump, you jump into that moment. Oh my gosh, it sounds exactly like Uncharted Two. Yeah, I think that's you what jump I mean. into that like, moment just like you jump into Uncharted Two, and the freaking train is hanging off the cliff or whatever. Like, oh yeah, is it the? Pl- I forget which one's which. Is it the plane? I think that's three? two. Or the plane is three. Three, yeah. yeah. Um. And what would be cool about that is like if you have if you've read the book, the T Rex is like this like. They kind of allude to it in the movie that the T Rex is following them, but they don't really show it all mm-hmm. that often. Just like once. In the book, there's like yeah, they're walking. And there might be a chapter on. Pteranodons, but then there's another chapter on a T Rex, and then they. 
then they yeah. cross Dilophosaurus, and then there's another chapter about a T-Rex. Like, it's like the T-Rex is like this rotating threat throughout the book until they get to the final destination. And they could expand on, I would love to see that whole like poolside raptor attack like sequence from the book right where they're mm. they're running around like the hotel area yeah um the f- that we didn't really get in the movie mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah I, that's I, how, think, I guess that's how I, I would do it if we're gonna do a triple a thing yeah i think there's plenty to tell from the story we already have um that's why it was like the most exciting for me because i wanted to see just like a one-to-one thing but i think you can expand into like not just made up stuff necessarily, but like stuff from mine, like they've been doing for the past 30 years, mine from the story that we know from the books. Yeah. And I think you could create something really, really cool and uh, fill in those gaps. Like everybody wants these prequels and uh, you know, stories like that. This would be a, a way to tell a story that we'll never get a really, I don't think we'll ever get a story about what Alan and the kids were doing, you know, after the storm drain, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, I, that's what I want to find out. I want to know these things. I think, uh, I think that could be really cool. Dude, yeah. it would be so cool. To, like, it would be really cool if like somehow that they brought in the element of, so in the book, there's like a, there, there's like an element of like rushing because they're rushing to tell people that there's raptors the, on yeah. the garbage. Barge, right. Yeah. It would be cool to see that garbage barge off in the distance or, do a better job explaining that the raptor eggs you they found were actually they were in the raptor paddock. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that until like probably within the last couple of years. I didn't realize they were in the raptor paddock. I just thought they were just like out already or something. Like I don't know what I thought. I yeah I, I don't know. I mean I think that could be really cool to tell you know expand upon yeah the the eggs that maybe they have a raptor sequence in the middle. It's like. It's not like Alan's going to run up to Ellie at the end of the movie and be like, oh, let me tell you everything. We were just on a boat and we just came into contact with raptors and pteranodons and all this stuff. Like, So all this stuff theoretically could have happened in the movie, but it would be cool to find out and uh, realistic because they were out there overnight and they had plenty of time to tell us some crazy stories. I think, uh, man, I know it'll probably never happen, but like, I kind of want them to just focus on the story we know and build build from that story what like what what mechanics would you pull from other games because you can't just have a walking simulator and i feel like like is grant just mowing down dinosaurs with a handgun is are they crafting <laughs> like are they crafting things like are they making t-rex I could... grenades and stuff like that <laughs> like you have to have things for them to do i yeah you know? i don't know i think um i think like a some sort of backpack system would definitely be useful i know he didn't really have a a backpack or anything but you know something like well, that he could where find one off, he could find one off of a dead body like yeah yeah, yeah. he a... could definitely they could find people out there or find a, a, a cache of some sort where they you know stop yeah. in and there's some weapons and then they, he loses the weapons along the way and that's why he doesn't have them when he gets to the end of the movie you know like i think uh and it doesn't have to be a one for one. Like, I just think it would be cool to tell that story. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I don't want it to be like Grant out there with a pistol or, you know, a shotgun or something like that. I mean, maybe if he finds a rocket launcher to kind of tell like that kind of a story, that would be cool, you know, like, you know, to tell the story from the games. But 
And I want a sequence where like he find I re- I just really wanted that in Dominion. The the eggs, man. I really wanted him to find some eggs to poison them with these darts that he's got right here. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then to throw them at like how cool would that sequence be? You know, like they come it, across it a maintenance been... shed and he find you Dude, know, something you're... like that or Brad, why are why are we not the team to put together this next trilogy of movies? We should be the team. Universal, call us. We're here. Um, we have we actually have good ideas. Um, so I think uh, <laughs> I really can't believe. Like I know, like Aspire Media's big big claim to fame is they do a lot of like Star Wars remakes, like video games from like when we were kids. Like they do all those N sixty four ports and all that stuff. It's like, where's the source code for the old Jurassic games to give to a company like Aspire to release a Jurassic Park collection, even if they're not great games? I think nostalgia-wise, they would sell. Like, I think the Sega oh, game, sure. it's, it's, it's impossible. It's terrible to control. But <laughs> nostalgia-wise, yeah. do Nintendo through P- PlayStation 1 and give us that collection of games for, like... Dude, all those games... You could easily charge 50 bucks easily for that whole collection of games. You got to think there's, there's a Nintendo, there's a Game Boy, which are different, but kind of the same. There's a Mm. Super Nintendo iteration. So these are all like, I mean, Ninja Turtles just did it. They just did like the 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 Activision collection or whatever. No, Shredder's Revenge is new. Oh, oh, that's a new one. There's there's two. There's, yeah, there's the Shredder's one and then there was whatever the other one was. I forget. Is it like the Activision collection or something like that? I thought it had a specific name, but I, I don't remember. That collection is awesome, dude. It's got like, it's got like, so let's say like in 19, let's say 1993, right? There was like different versions of Ninja Turtles, right? There was like an arcade Game Boy. The top down one was like, made me miserable. But they give you all of them. (laughs) So like, even if they're kind of the same game, they give you all of them to like choose. And like, so like Jurassic could do that where it's like, hey, here's Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park came out on Nintendo, Game Boy, super nintendo and genesis and they were all kind of different but here's all four versions of those and then they do the same thing with like the lost world there was a lost world for ps1 mm-hmm. for sega saturn which i think might have been the two they might have been exactly the same but then there was a genesis version of the lost world and a game gear version of the lost world then there's jurassic park chaos continues there's uh i think i said ps1 lost world already I mean, we're starting to kind of get to like that full spectrum of games, but what I just list there, like five or six games, yeah, like Something all in good. one go, I guess you could do Operation Genesis on there as yeah. well, but it's like the source code for this stuff is lost to wherever, you know, to studio closures or studio buyouts and mm-hmm. no one can port this stuff. You have pirated stuff out there, but do pull a Nintendo. Nintendo like fully admitted they're like, yeah, yeah, we didn't have the source code for this game, so we took this pirated one off of like BitTorrent and they're like they're like their whole excuse was it wasn't <laughs> it yours was, to give it away ours. anyway. Yeah, it was ours to it begin was, with. Yeah, so. <laughs> it was ours to begin with. So, you know, <laughs> screw you for taking our game back. And, like I think that's what was it the Super Mario Sunshine or something? One of them was literally they were like, Yeah, we lost this game, but I we forget. we basically Nintendo was like, we stole it off the internet. And yeah, I remember that story. Uh, I probably have it. Yeah, if it's that one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I would be down too. for that. I've, I've always wanted, uh, you know, them to show up in the uh, 
that switch online catalog of some sort. You know, I always hope one day yeah. something will pop up there, but it's I don't like, know. Who owns? I'm, I'm going to do a quick Google search for like who owns Ocean. Was it Ocean Interactive? Who owns? Oh, I have no idea. Ocean Interactive. And let's just see what. Yeah, nothing. Like I would have to. Like, <laughs> I would have to. I would have to really deep dive this. Yeah, you have it's to dig. About, yeah, I'd really have to dig. But, uh, yeah, dude, yeah. that code is out there. And again, the games weren't great, but get them out. Like, make them available. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, that's a good. Uh place to end maybe we'll do some chappy gpt stuff some other time but uh dude for those for those watching you can see that i'm slowly dying i know it's starting <laughs> the drugs are starting to come down <laughs> i'm over here like i'm like i'm like my eyes are like closing hey man it's I'm late it's 11 like p.m anyway so and we just had daylight savings time so it's like you know it's all over the place anyway so but you did it. We made it. We made it through the end. And I'm I think so it was glad. Good. I, yeah. I think it was really good for being for being sick as a dog. I did all right. Yeah. And I didn't tell you we didn't talk about these topics until literally an hour and a half ago. So we we did it, man. We got ah, through we it. Now we never. That's uh, no prep. Uh, but uh, thank you for joining me once again. Uh, thank you for having me, sir. Anything you want to plug on the way out before we, we head out? No, nothing to plug right now. Nothing uh, to plug. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, I don't work on um... <laughs> I don't work on movies anymore. I got nothing to. I got nothing going on. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'll still look so, for you though. I'll still keep my eyes out and be like, he's got to be out there somewhere. somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere out there, working on a video game that. <laughs> work on a video game. That's what I'm doing these days. Well, that's good to hear. All right. Well, uh, get better, man. I hope you feel better. Thank you for talking about Jurassic for a little bit tonight. Uh, I better and, be better uh, next time. Oh, I better. Yeah. You well, you got you got a, however long it takes us to get back to these episodes. Plus, we gotta. I think we have some other stuff planned uh, between now and then. So uh, hopefully, we'll hear from. What you are we get? You soon. and I gotta talk. You, you and I gotta talk offline at some point. Yeah. What are we doing for the Jurassic Park 30th anniversary? I have no idea. I'm um, uh, maybe buying some toys that's all they've told us about that's it there's the, the, the what do we there's nothing else is there anything else to do Dude, in preparation? let's get it let's get it let's get a go fund me all right <laughs> okay brad i want you mm -hmm. this is this is like this is kind of like a dream episode of mine it's just okay. a dream episode of mine you probably have no idea you probably don't want to do this but what i want to do i want you and me to fly out to my parents house Oh. And I want to, because I have not been through these boxes in years. I want to go through and I want to pull out all the Kenner stuff. And I just want to, like, you and me to, like, reminisce about this old Oh, crap. man. But that means that, that you fun. and I got to go see Mom Pa Buyer. So, <laughs> fun our trip uh, to where, wherever that is. Um, and I'll bring this package I have right here for you. I have it's it's I literally it's taped, dude. I got to just, the taping stage. Just mail it to me. I don't want to fly with that back from Michigan. Just mail it to me. You've had this for a year. I know, I know. I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I taped it, oh, it's fine. and I, I I I've got it ready. It is ready to go, man. I just got to put an address on there, one step at a time. That's, that's one an, step. You know what's funny? You know what's funny for everyone out. This is how long it's been. 
he's sending me the original <laughs> Mattel Ford Explorer with the new, and the new one is just now coming out. Uh, yeah, that's true. There is another smashed version coming out, right? Yeah. Which is funny. It's been so long. I think I gave up. I think I gave up waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, but did. that's all right now i'll have two and you know me i like to have multiple. You know, i know you needed to yeah i've got several here dude i've got yeah i've got one here i've got another one in a box somewhere else so i love them i yep. love them yeah so that's what we do but uh all right man thanks everybody i'll see you next time i'm gonna go crash bye guys <laughs> bye Thank you so, so much for listening to the 348th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. A huge thank you goes out to Aaron Barr for joining me once again here in the Jurassic Wire. Um, there's not a ton of Jurassic news lately. There's, you know, a lot of merchandise stuff. So that's really what we have to talk about. But we filled it out with a pretty great episode, I got to say. We were really flowing on some of these topics. So uh, thank you so much for tuning into this. And thank you for Aaron for joining me once again. But that is all I have for you. So thank you again to, for listening to this. Love you all so much. Stay safe out there. Be kind to each and every person that you come into contact with. And as always, let's continue to fight for representation, change, and equality in and outside. More importantly, even outside of the Jurassic franchise. It makes a huge difference. And uh, I want to you know, make sure that Jurassic fans out there are making this world a better place. We've got this. We can do this together. I'm going to go ahead and hand things off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now. Hey, if you're listening to this, uh, you're from our YouTube channel probably. At the end of the uh, uh, at the end of the stream, we were doing a uh, edit. We were editing live the podcast that you just listened to right now, and we had Jurassic Souls in there. He's, I see Jurassic Souls right now. We've got Coffee with the Cynic. We've got I Love Dinosaurs. Uh, we've got Steven in there. There's a handful of others, I think, somewhere around there. But thank you so much for watching uh, the live stream and watching me edit live.
This is a shout out to all of you who are watching right now. And then also, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Hey, this is a little bonus segment. I don't know. Uh, this, I'm making it all up on the fly. So thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for watching the streams. Stay cool. Well, that's that's where I ended it on stay cool. Hope you all stay cool out there.